How's it going, everybody? This is C H E F M O, and I'm here with Antiguan Chef Claude, or should I say, Chop Champion? How's it going, man? It's going great. It's going great. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here too, especially since you gave me some Tito's, man. I feel much better. <laughs> so, um, last time I was here, the restaurant wasn't finished, and it looks amazing, man. Thank you. It looks great, actually. Thank you very much. So, what you been up to? Well, um, you know, trying to build a restaurant takes so much stuff before you even get the restaurant. So, uh, now that we have the restaurant, just trying to put standards in place and make sure the food is consistent um, and, uh, you know, really try to get service right. Um, Because, you know, we could market all we want, but then when people come, if you're not doing things right or... They're not going to come back. It's over. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we're just really taking our time. Okay. Um, I've noticed, because I follow you on Instagram, and uh, your oxtails. Oxtails are bomb, man. I know you can't give away no secret ingredients, but how do you make your oxtails? Uh, yeah, we're, we became known for the oxtails. Um, <clears throat> um, of course, I can't tell you. <laughs> How I make them, but honestly, you know, I feel that it's not the recipe, it's the person that cooks the food or how you cook the food, you know. So, um, you know, with any meat, you want to season it and you want it to season overnight, ideally. You don't want to season meat and then cook it right there um, because then, you know, salt and all that doesn't get to go into the meat, which is why you let it rest overnight with seasoning on it. So, you know, that's one tip to cooking any meat. Uh, if you can help it. That's why dry age is so good, because they season it and let it sit, you know. Um, uh, and, and also West Indian spices, you know, chives, thyme, cumin, you know, all of these things add to the flavor. And then when you have rice with it and the beans, those beans, ha- those things have the flavor that of the West Indies as well. So then when you eat everything, it ties together, just like a sauce would tie everything together. Um, that That's really... The, the the focal point of the oxtails is making sure that you do it procedurally. It's not so much what you put in it, it's doing it the right way and giving it the time. Um, because it takes about four hours to, yeah. to make it. So, being on Chopped, right? And, and, and before you got to Chop, you was working at Porter. Yes. And that's not West Indian food. No. That's straight Italian. Or pizza or whatever it is. No disrespect. Um, do you feel more comfortable that you find yourself, especially here now, you're cooking food from home? Um, you know, um, yeah, I, I would say I feel more comfortable, but um, I was comfortable before. You know, there are a lot of similarities to um, cooking uh, all cuisines, uh, Italian food has a lot of similarities to Caribbean food. Uh, They have, we use conch, uh, they use uh, what's it called? Scungili. That's what they call conch. So they prepare it different ways or the same way and so do we. We'll put it inside ceviche or we'll put it inside a hot soup. And uh, you know in Italian cuisine they have the same type of preparations. So believe it or not Really, any cuisine that's not from America specifically um, has a lot of similarities. 
So I felt really comfortable cooking a lot of that food. There's goat, there's lamb, there's all of those things. And uh, Porta gave me the vehicle to be able to uh, be myself within that, within the brand. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it, it was a good experience. It put me in a place where I understood things as opposed to being thrown to the lions, not understanding, and then losing an opportunity because I didn't have a chance to kind of grow inside of it. So I, I would say I was comfortable at Porta. You know, you have to take chances. And uh, I felt that after the show, this was my opportunity to, you know, put my family, put my name, put myself on the map and, and kind of do something that's a little bit different than the norm. So you're from Antigua, right? Yes. I was born here. My parents were born in Antigua. Um, but I definitely stayed there a lot. See, speaking like that, right? Like I'm, I'm different. Cause I was born here, but I always say that I'm Dominican, straight flat, right? Yes, it's, 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 it's just me. But um, do you feel like West Indian food is is big now? Uh, no. I feel like West Indian food is a vacation food right now. Mm. Uh, I believe that it should be brought a little more to the forefront if for educational purposes uh, because people don't know why people in the Caribbean live to 100, why, um, why a lot of Caribbean you know, children, people that grow up here from the Caribbean, grow up to be strong, healthy, uh, of, of healthy color, of healthy you know, mental status. It, it, there's a lot of things that the food from the earth, from the islands that you eat, make you feel a certain way. Uh, I was sick years ago, and I know everybody read the story inside of uh, NewJersey.com that I ate 500 mangoes, and I got better from thyroidism. Mm. I had hyperthyroidism. Wow. Um, And so I almost died. My wife had to feed me. She had to take me to the bathroom. And she was 22 years old. I was 27. So there was no reason to stay with me thinking that I'm on the way out. Um, and so I went back to Antigua with my father because he wanted me to see one of his childhood friends who's a doctor. And I went and saw the guy and he was like, looks me in my eyes and he says, he needs some rest. And I'm just like, I traveled, you know, on an airplane 1,700 miles for you to tell me I need rest. But where I was was the perfect place to get rest. So it, it turned out that that advice is what I took. And in the interim, I ate a boatload of mangoes. And learned a lot more about the cuisine. So, um, you know, I think that um, it, it really resonates strong within me uh, about how important it is that people know uh, the health benefits and also what, it, what the culture is as opposed to saying, oh, I'm going on vacation to the Bahamas or I'm going on a vacation to somewhere and I, I had the best fish over there. But then when you come back here, nobody talks about it. Because yeah. it everything matters here, in in the states. The states are a culmination of all of these cuisines. There is no cuisine that's American. Those are Absolutely hot dogs not. and hamburgers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then French fries that aren't French. So there is no cuisine. It's a culmination of all of these cuisines that people bring here, that become an American cuisine. So because of that, I want to bring to the forefront Caribbean cuisine. And, you know, see if I can elevate it some more so that people understand that healthy food can be 
uh, high quality cuisine as a as opposed to being like it has to be you know pork heavy pork or mm. fat or you know these things that'll give you a gout <laughs> you know what I mean so you know so it's it's more than just family meal right because coming in the industry you always have Mexicans Dominicans anybody from the Caribbean that works in the kitchen right Jamaican and when we cook family meal we throw down Right, so I feel like now there's young cooks that grew up in that era that are coming into the industry and trying to do what they want to do. Right, Kwame, for example. Right, trying to he's trying to put his cuisine on the map, which I think he's he's, oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's done it. it. He's killing it. He's killing it. And I feel like that it's gonna shift. It's shifting slowly, but it's gonna shift. Right? Do you feel the same way? I feel that way. He's an inspiration for a lot of people, um, you know, of our culture that. Uh, want to speak out on what's important to them about their culture you know and the accolades and everything he's going through right now you can see in his face that he's still humble by it absolutely he doesn't look like it's engulfing him it's because he's it's all from the heart this is his family this is his nationality this is not him being a soldier for somebody else that is not even his nationality. You know, he gets to represent something that his mother can be proud of, his father can be proud of. And to tell you the truth, you know, that kind of inspired me. Maybe not just him, but things like that inspired me to say, you know what? I can cook so many other things. And I can probably be famous for so many other things. <clears throat> but to be known for cooking food and having a restaurant that has the name of the villages that my parents are from... It means the world because, hey, they don't have to always tell me, but I know that they're proud because we get phone calls from people they haven't seen in 40 years that are like, is this the son of Claudette and Ethan Lewis? And and they, and he talks on the phone, my dad, and he's yeah. like, I haven't heard from you in 40 years. You know, it's that that is amazing. And his book, which my sister read, and then she came and started beating me in the head. It was like, I'm buying you this book. You need to read his book um, because it explains the things that you have to go through. Opening a business with family, opening a business with and, and people wanting you to change your cuisine. And really, if it's your restaurant, finding out how you can get everybody to respect what your vision is and not tell you what to put in it. There's a lot, you know, for him to be able to get to where he is and for him to be stepping out is even bigger than what I'm doing. It's paving the way for me to be able to do what I'm doing right now. Uh, so I, I'm glad you brought him up because I, I, I think that he's killing it and I think that he's like laying, paving a way for chefs that are humble and happy to be doing what they're doing um, to, to, to succeed as opposed to chefs that are angry and that have to kind of like belittle people in oh, order man. to you know, worse. What's one of the worst? And, you know, coming up in this industry, I always worked at, you know, I'm proud of the place that I worked at. You know, I worked at the Cirque, Danielle's, per se, Chanterelle before they closed down, things of that nature. But it wasn't really my food. You know, and I told and I'm kind of ashamed of it now because back in the day when I used to cook for my family, I used to be like, oh, I'm not going to make tostones. Oh, I'm not going to make rice. I'm not going to make hope I'll be half for you guys. I'm, I'm going to do this because this is what's good right now. Mm -hmm. But now it's different. 
now at home, I, I see myself making all these fools, and, I, and I'm telling myself, how, how the hell do I know how to make all this when I never really even try to do this before? I was doing fine out in French, but then out of nowhere, I'm great at making Spanish food. It's in your blood, man. It is in your blood. You grow up with your mom or your dad, and they cook food every night, and you see that, and you pick up on it without even knowing. Right. And it's just a bonus that you're you're classically trained, because then you see all these things that they used to do and what they do, and you're like, you can apply it in a professional manner, you know, and, and be able to capitalize on the fact that it's delicious and that... The feeling you get from that food is a home feeling, you know. I love tostones with that garlic, the lemony, so- with the mojo on top. Come, Come on, amazing, man. Are bro. you kidding me? Like, amazing. It doesn't even have, and and it's all the Caribbean culture. It is. That's all something that where a shop will open up. It doesn't have to be a la carte. It could all be in a steam table, and you will eat it all. <laughs> What place can you say you can go and do that and people won't complain? They'll come and they'll pay money to get a, a container of food from a steam table. They don't, you don't have to cook up the chicken or no. sizzle nothing up. They're like, I want that. that right there. And you put it in the container and they take yeah. it home. Because the cuisine is so good. The only problem is is that it takes a long time to put that love in there. Yeah. And, and, and really, that's really where I'm trying to attack is that it takes time, but if someone puts the effort to put that time in, that you can get it all the time, then at least we can become a destination where people from the culture can come, you know? So, now, to put things in a... I don't know how can I say this. Um, coming up in the industry, there was never really... Well, in my time, there was very few... Hispanic or black chefs, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to realize that it's all the same when it comes to food. Even not all the same, but it kind of like all ties together. When it's to, when, when I'm talking about from Africa to Jamaica, Antigua, Puerto Rico, it's all kind of a little bit. It kind of all ties in. You don't believe so? I mean, you have Taínos, Indians, right? And then I don't mean to get into a history lesson here, right? But let's keep it real. When Christopher Columbus came and he discovered this new world, so or what he brought people, he he brought slaves from Africa, mm-hmm. and he landed in DR, and we all just—it was all a big mix, right? And kind of say when you said about the United States has a big mix of of flavors and it's not. There's no American cuisine. You could kind of say the same thing about the Caribbean, man. Because we all use the same ingredients, no? Yes. That's why when you say West Indian, we say West Indian because we're just closer to that ocean. So the seafood, some of the culture, some of the food spills over. Some of the people spill over into it. Like the map that we have over there. Where that water is in Trinidad and all of that stuff... There's mad Indian people in there. You know what I mean? It's such a mix. And the nightlife is there so crazy because it's a mixture of Indian, Latino, Carib- it, it's just everybody. It's such a melting pot. It almost resembles New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, so that's why I know that uh, all of the cuisines, 
platanos, the fried banana, you know, all of those things, the green ones, the sweet ones, you, you guys mash them, the yuca. There's so much food that encompasses the Caribbean in general. And each island has specific things that grow there that change the cuisine a little bit. That's what's so much fun about it for me. You know, I plan on traveling to every all of the Caribbean islands and stuff in your face. I'm going to stuff my face and then I'm going to come back here and I'm probably going to have the best restaurant in the United States because I'm going to make sure that I represent a little bit of everybody so that everybody's welcome. You know, somebody told me I should put on the on the window um, all kinds in different languages. Welcome, you know, and I'm just like, there's no need to do that. Hmm. You know, once you once people taste the food, someone came here and said uh, the other day, my mom is from Guyana. And this curry chicken is just like my mom made. I've gotten that comment 10 times this past week. You know, and that's a huge goal. Because if, if you, people bring their moms back here. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, my mom and my dad helped me cook the food, so I get it. <laughs> you know, but, but it's like, that's amazing. Because if, if someone says they want to bring their mom because the food reminds them of what she made... And then she comes and she enjoys it, you know, and they're from either Trinidad or Grenada or even, you know, Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico. And they're like, this is delicious. You know, that means so much to me because I'm not just representing Antiguan food. I'm representing the Caribbean. You know, what's crazy. Um, What you just said reminded me of the movie Ratatouille. You've seen that movie? Every Mm -hmm. chef has seen that movie. Movie is spot on. I love that movie. That restaurant is trying to make, that short chef was trying to make fine dining to the fullest. Mm. Trying to make it something that it was not. And then the last scene, they, they were scared of this restaurant critic. The last scene, my man came, sat down. The chef said, let's just make ratatouille. Let's just make something regular. My man sat down, ate that. And he had a flashback to when he came from playing outside. And he yeah. sat down and his mom served him that same dish. That's what it's all about, man. That's that's where that derives from. I mean, that that might be a cartoon, but... It was spot on. And I feel like now things are shifting in the industry, man. It's going from this... Don't get me wrong. I could appreciate fine dining for what it is, man. The white tablecloth, you go out, whatever. I understand that. Yeah. But... When it comes down to it, man, all you want is something hearty, delicious, and good, no? You don't want to go somewhere, pay $75, and you get this little small thing. When you come somewhere and you have a hearty meal, and it reminds you of back in the day. A lot of people have mentioned that. You're not going to, I say modernize, or I say elevate. They're like, yo, you're going to give me like a little piece of oxtail, right? I'm like, no. But what it comes from is... To get the better quality ingredients, the grass-fed or the Angus yes. or this and this and that, people have to pay so much more money, you know? So much more money to the point where you have to, you know, when you do the numbers for plating costs, you have to charge people like $35 for like two pieces of protein. You know, if, if, I, if I was to buy oxtail from, I'm not going to say where, you know, and I get a two-inch cut and it's, it's round like this. I'll have to sell like one piece of oxtail on the bone, 
probably for like $20 yeah. in order for me to make my margins, you know? And it, that's unfortunate because I understand the work it takes to take the fat off and to clean it and stuff like that. But then that's why you get small portions because you were getting quality ingredients. And in order to keep the doors open, you have to give people smaller portions. You know, it, it's unfortunate, but that's that's the business. You know, you have to pick and choose what you want to do. You know, it's funny you say that oxtails are so expensive, right? Back in the day, nobody wanted oxtails. Nope. Nobody wanted them. Cheap as hell. Now, all of a sudden, that's what I'm saying. Things are shifting. Now, mm-hmm. people are trying to notice that this is what's selling. Let's hike up the price. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like young cooks are becoming chefs and cooking what they want to cook. It's insane how much Trudasco costs now. A piece of, of skirt steak used to be cheap, too. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to... I don't want to get political again. But it goes back to, to gentrification. Especially in Jersey City. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Downtown was... You could get a restaurant down there and you pay nothing for rent. Now, all of a sudden, that it's a, it's a place to be. Mm-hmm. People are charging crazy. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing with my neighborhood. My neighborhood was. I was paying. I'm just going through a random number there. Let's just say I was paying a thousand dollars for rent. In one year, I had to pay fourteen hundred. It went up four hundred dollars in one year. Really. So, I feel like the industry sees that there's a lot of Hispanics. Caribbean, African that are coming to the industry and are putting their flavors down and they're starting to see that this is where it's at. All that white tablecloth stuff, the 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 the, the, the snails and When's the last time you had escargot? The, the frog legs. It's not it's, it's not I what it is had anymore. That since it's not what it is anymore. <laughs> Now it's about coconut curry. Now it's about curry. Now it's about sasson. Right. You know? Right. Cuban restaurants, man, they're like, they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. And they're doing great. People are putting to the side all this stuff about cuisine that hasn't been there before. I honestly feel like what you have going on here is going to be great. And I feel like you took a big step leaving Porter and coming to do your own thing. It takes it takes a lot to uh, how can I put this? It takes a lot to take that step. In Jersey City, there's not that many West Indian restaurants, man. There's not, you know. So I really feel like you got something great going on here. Thank you, man. No problem. Um. Speaking about that, coming up in the industry, do you feel like you had it harder than any other chefs or cooks? Because, you know, nothing against, I love my people, but we come here and we work. A lot of us don't try to strive and try to become chef, sous chef. The ones that do, 
they have it harder to become a sous chef or a chef. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel that way. You know, I'm I'm not the one to pull the card, I guess you would say, you know, um, because I feel that that's me already admitting that I have a handicap and I won't accept that. And I think that's what got me to where I am now. Whenever I feel that way, I don't say I'm going to turn the other cheek and feel better. Sometimes I've cursed my boss out. I mean, keep it totally <laughs> honest shit, with Plenty you. of times. And if that. he hears this, he'll probably know exactly who the hell he is. <laughs> because we're all adults. The way that I lead is that you're a man and I'm a man. If I talk to you like a man, you're going to treat the job like a man and do what you got to do. But if I talk to you like a child or if I degrade you or make you feel like I feel like I'm better than you, then why the hell are you going to go extra mile for me? I have to, you have to give respect to get respect. That's what it is. And we know that from the hood. You know what I'm saying? But people that haven't had their phone turned off because they couldn't pay the bill don't understand that. And I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude about people who, have, uh, who, who are blessed yeah, or people yeah. who have opportunity because, to tell you the truth, I've had plenty of opportunity. My parents sent me to the most expensive high school in Jersey City. I know everybody from Hudson Catholic. I know police officers. I know fire department people. I know a lot of people that I wouldn't know if I didn't go to an all-boys school that cost my parents a lot of money that my dad had to work three jobs to pay. So I am blessed. You know what I'm saying? But I don't forget who I am, what my culture is, and where I'm from. But that's just me. I can't talk for everybody. You know? Yeah, I, I, I've had it harder. Luckily, I was blessed with education and things that my parents were able to get for me when I was younger. So that and, and friends and places that I was at that allowed me to not have to deal with as much of the stereotypes and as much of the things that uh, uh, a lot of people of color would have to deal with. Um, or, or anybody with ethnicity. It could even be someone who's Asian, <laughs> to be honest truth. You know, but... Um, in my career, I've gone through a lot of things that made me look like, you know, oh, if I wasn't this, I wouldn't get that. Mm. Uh, but moving forward in my career, I surround myself with people that once you can control it. When I was at Porter, I was able to control it. I surrounded myself with staff and people that I could trust and that appreciated the... Uh, opportunity to make themselves better you know and that's really what um anybody is trying to do is to make themselves better uh i went through i went through things where i felt like i lost position because of the color of my skin uh there was an opportunity where i was passed for an head chef position for a very good friend of mine when i tell you a very good chef friend of mine this dude is my man and he's a white guy he is my man with a red beard coolest dude you probably will ever meet um, and he got picked over me for a position that I thought that I was more qualified because of years I had 20 years experience and you know he got out of culinary school a few years prior mm -hmm. however loyalty to a business makes more sense that you bring that person up so regardless I said to myself what should I do should I quit should I complain and and make this guy look bad. Should I 
lay back and let him drown because mm-hmm. I know that I can do it better? Or should I show them that they made the wrong decision, lift this guy up so much that they're just like, I guess, you know, we need to move him somewhere else because this guy can handle it. And that's what I did. And what it did was put my guy in a position to run a whole other restaurant in another state and then gave me that position because the proof is in the pudding. Regardless of whatever color or anything, as long as you get the opportunity, the proof is in the pudding. So when, when people who are less likely to get the opportunity, when you get it, you have to take it. You have to show it. If you don't take it, you don't know how many more you will get. And that's just coming from someone, you know, uh, of, of, of my nationality, of my color, of being a man, being a man of my age, and being from Jersey City because I'm rough around the edges. <laughs> you have to take whatever opportunity you get and make the best of it. Marcus Samuelson told me that. He said, you win the competition? He's like, great. But this is not going to make your career. You need to fight to get to that next level. Whatever opportunity comes up, you take that opportunity and you get up. And then the next opportunity, you take that opportunity and capitalize and you go up. You know, you continue to build upon it. So I, I do feel that, the, that, that it was rough for me. But it's only made me a stronger chef, and it's made me like a stronger person uh, in the, um, you know, in the process. I don't, I don't wish it on anybody else, but you know, how how are you gonna be tough unless you get beat up? Hmm. You know, that was deep. This was tough. Right? This was tough. This was tough. Right yeah. there, you have to put the final face to the clapping, right? Good. <laughs> I love to talk about this stuff, man, because, you know, it's real and not too many people will, will, will put it out there. Like, that's how I, that's how I feel. That's what it is. You know, like, that was deep. Tito's. <laughs> Tito's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So moving forward with the restaurant, um, you're open now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what days are you open? Uh, we're open Monday through Saturday. Uh, Monday through Thursday, Monday through Thursday, twelve to eight, and then Friday and Saturday, twelve to ten. Twelve to ten. Um, you said you're gonna have live band here. Oh yes, well, we're gonna be evolving pretty much every week. Uh, so uh, coming up in the next month. We'll be having live bands. I'm trying to get some iron drums in here so that we don't have to just play music. We can have some actual percussion and some music mm-hmm. playing while people dine. Um, some spoken word as well. Uh, I've been linking up with some artists to do that as well. Um, I have some nights that we're going to be doing domino tournaments. Oh, that's cool. I'm going to be doing some happy hours where it's going to be half-priced appetizers. Uh, of course, it's a BYOB, so half price appetizers, and you bring your own brew. You probably have a good time. Get a big bowl of oxtail, sit here, probably fall asleep. <laughs> you know, uh, we do a lot of charity. Uh, every third Sunday, we do a food giveaway here. Uh, we're going to do it on the 16th coming up, which I work with my sister. She's uh, has a foundation called Salt, the Salt Foundation. 
uh, and she works with Trader Joe's and Wegmans. That's cool. So man. they get a lot of food, and I think last last time, last month, it was a hundred bags of food that we wow. gave out from Wegmans. From Wegmans That's and lame. from Trader Joe's. The first time I went to Wegmans was about two weeks ago. I think it's the best fucking they supermarket. They got great food. It's fucking great. I was just great. eating a salad that you said. I said that was Trader Joe's. Yeah. I mean, um, they got great food, and it's crazy because quality food doesn't get put in the hands of the people mm-hmm. that need it. It gets picked out, and the people that don't need it get it. Uh, we really are so we feel so blessed that we don't need to pick the food out. There's whatever food is there. If it's a steak, there's a steak in the box. Take the steak. Yeah, I don't need to take it and put it in my freezer and hold it for a year because I don't really need it, you know. And it's not that's not a hard thing to do. It yeah. just takes like a, a extra thought, and that's what kills me because I, I was homeless myself in Florida for a while when I was going to school and cooking and stuff like that. So a lot of people lose sight of when you're down and out, what you need, and then you see somebody on the street and it's just like, let me walk around, and it's like. Mm. Don't, you don't have to give them money because you don't know if they're going to go get something that is not going to help them. But we have so much food that I think that uh, we could really make a difference here in Jersey City. See, so you not only bring in a restaurant, you're also bringing in a difference too, right? Yeah, man. It's for the community. It's for the culture, man. It's money, money, money will come because we're giving back. You know, that's that's that that's the religious thing you know you give and you get you know i'm not trying to take and not give that's my parents would be very upset with me about that <laughs> yeah i don't know i guess it's, it's a caribbean thing huh it is a caribbean thing mm-hmm. well uh what's your social media outlets uh we are on freetown underscore road underscore project on instagram uh and it's freetown road on facebook uh, also, uh, Chef Claudius on Twitter. <laughs> I've never pitched my Twitter. <laughs> uh, and our website is uh, freetownroadprojectnj.com. So you can see the menus for the restaurant, uh, anything that's coming up, which I uh, have a pop-up at the Hudson Community College on the 22nd coming up as well. Well, it's awesome, man. Thank you for letting me come through and chop it up. Thank you for coming through, man. I appreciate it. Well, that's all for today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much.